Welcome to our first bite-sized blues episode of the season. We're a quarter of the way through the season, so we wanted to take a quick step back and evaluate our take on what's happened so far and what we think we can expect ahead. Yep, that's right. A little bit of a bonus episode for you. Do this kind of through the quarters. Not as easy as it once was with 17 games instead of 16. So mm-hmm. we decided we're going to do it after game five. That way we avoid a whole nother mess of uh, trying to figure out and speculate what might happen with Jonathan Taylor. And it's a good thing we did. Yep. Uh, before we talk about that, little overview. Three and two on the season. Two and one in the division. And that means tied atop the division Technically, though, we're in second because the Jags have the head-to-head on us. But uh, uh, Colts play them this next week, and can uh, that'll pretty much determine the top. Yep. If we win that one, then we are the top because of the Texans beating the Jaguars, and we beat the Texans. Yep. Uh, We would hold any tiebreakers for sole possession at that point. Another thank you to Houston. Yep. Um... But uh, we'll dive more into that in our weekly episode uh, Mm -hmm. coming out uh, first thing Thursday. But since we avoided talking about it ahead of time, we had this shocker bomb dropped on us on Saturday. Actually, somebody else uh, texted and said, hey, did you know this happened? I didn't even see it because we were at uh, uh, Hendricks game, uh, football game. What do you have? Seven tackles? Around seven ish tackles. And, uh, He's averaging about he, seven and one, per game. One TFL, right? Yep. One big TFL. Mm-hmm. Um, He's averaging about seven ish yeah. per game. Unfortunately, the next play that they scored and ended up winning the game, seven to six, close one. Anyway, uh, enough with nine year old football in Texas. <laughs> um, although it is pretty important. It's a yes. big deal. It's a big deal. If you've got cheerleaders, I mean, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. For uh, sure. But. The surprise was uh, Jonathan Taylor was signed to a three-year deal, yep. forty-two million dollars. That's correct. Uh, which puts fourteen mil per year, right? Uh, so third highest. Yes, third highest behind CMC and. and uh, um, yeah, I'm forgetting it too. I don't, I, I don't know. There's an, there's that. another guy in there. Yep, uh, but it's not Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is fourth. Yes, um, and uh, so. How do you feel about this signing? That they, they, the reason it's, I don't know. How do you feel? Um, once again, he hasn't proved himself. Uh, this is a pretty pricey deal. To, to what we know, yes. To what we know, we like we didn't see practices or anything and, like that, and, and nobody's seen games. Even yeah. you know, even the decision makers, mm-hmm. he hasn't played a game. Yeah, signed him before they hadn't played a game. Um, he got the money he wanted. Maybe a little less than what he wanted, but still it's around the same. He got he got a decent chunk of money. Um, he wanted his salary to be more, and it was more. Definitely one of the higher running backs. So the only thing, my thing is, you get paid that much, you got to produce what you get paid. That's right. I think that's kind of what everyone everyone's motto should be in the NFL. If you're getting paid the big bucks, you need to produce the big bucks. Yep. Um. So my only thing is, I'm fine with it. As long as he'll produce. And right now, not saying he didn't produce because, I mean, he's just getting back in the swing of it. Right. But 
Zach Moss produced. Yep. So. Yep. Uh, I believe in our uh, regular episode, we're going to dive into a little bit of JT versus Moss kind mm. of thing. So that leave that as a teaser. Um, it was it was puzzling. It it seemed like nobody was in agreement whatsoever, and yeah. then all of a sudden, before Boom, he before happened. he ever plays a game, um, like he's back. Uh, Boom, he's on the active roster right away. Boom, they sign him right before the game. They much they must have patched something up at some point, right? This is why they get paid the big bucks, and we just talk about it. But yeah. um, uh, something got patched up somewhere. So, and it seemed like in the game that uh, the fans embraced him back, and so you know. Once yeah. again, we'll see how it goes. It uh, you sign this, you got to produce now. Right? Yeah, agreed. especially when you get twenty six and a half of that uh, million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Richardson injured. is now injured. Yep. Um, the Colts have not said for sure exactly how much time he will miss or whatever. Uh, the report that is out there circulating is that. Uh, it's a four to six week uh, time frame because it's a grade three AC joint sprain, which is like there's a joint that joins your collarbone to the rest of your shoulder right here, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and third degree is one step below the fourth degree, which is the worst. So um, pretty bad. Yeah. So now the question: Is he end up on IR or not? Uh, I think it'd be smart to put him on IR just so that we have that extra roster spot because mm-hmm. right now he's a what if. And two out of the three games that he has started, um, wait, two, yep. yeah, whatever, yep. whatever it is. Yep. Um, he's gotten injured. He's gotten injured two of the games he started. Uh, three out of the four, right, yep. Yeah, yep. Two, two out of the four injuries. Two out of the four games he started, he's gotten injured. Well, three, because he got the first game with the knee. Oh, yeah, the knee did then, happen. Oh, my goodness. Second yeah. game with the concussion. Three, three out of the four. Yeah. So it makes me think, is he injury prone? Is that is that a problem we need to worry about? Right. This is the question. And it, if he is injury prone, do you work on him at all, or do you try to get someone else? Um. So I think you put him on IR, you just let him relax. Not relax, but, like, let him get yep. that... Yeah. Fixed. Let him get back in the swing of things. Kind of ease him back in. Because um, I think right now Gardner is producing for us. Yeah. And we need someone who can solidly produce. Not that AR can't. He can. It's just we know that Gardner can as well. So yeah. we're not. We don't need to rush AR back. Let's be honest. Gardner is. Uh, aside from the first game where we only spent a couple plays in there uh, trying to do something 10 points down. Aside from that, he's 3-0. and Yep. In games that he has played significant time in. Yep. And uh, and Anthony Richardson is 0-2. Mm-hmm. In the opposite of that. Yeah. Uh, the games that he has essentially played most of the game. So, we may be in better hands with Gardner, right? I think Agreed. we all kind of toss this around, but yeah, it's a good idea. Okay, get him in there and see what he does and, you know, 
only way to, for him to get better is to be thrown in the fire. Well, well, maybe some of that is taking care of his body okay, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, making sure that he understands also, the NFL speed of the game and the hits and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I Colts fans are maybe having a little Andrew Luck PTSD at this point. Right. Yeah. Oh man, not again. Not another. Not another injury. high right. draft pick injury, injury quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't think this is that. I think this. Uh, I think this is just Ar not knowing. I think it's kind of like not saying Ar is a little kid, but kind of how whenever kids grow up have a growth spurt, they don't realize that they have like a big body. It's kind of like right. Ar is like in college, I was just able to run people over, but like people hit a lot harder in the NFL. Right. So yeah, every, it's just changing to that. Every rookie has something that needs adjusted as they go into mm-hmm. the into the league, and you know sometimes it's coverages, sometimes it's you know uh, um, knowing when you to know, throw it away rather than right, trying to like extend the, the play. decision making. Maybe just this aspect of understanding when to get down, when not to get. Maybe that's his learning curve, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you got to expect that and work with that. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, like- it looks worse than just blowing yeah. a coverage or or you know making a wrong read. Yeah. Um, I-, I feel like if he looks at Josh Allen, Josh Allen is he's similar physique to yeah. AR. Maybe not as fast, mm-hmm. but similar physique. Uh, very big body can run people over. But even Josh Allen gets down. He throws the ball away. He gets down. Yep. And as a rookie, Josh Allen was very, very similar to AR. Not that great at passing. Uh, I think he maybe not didn't get injured, yep. but I think he um, he did. He knew he took a lot of hits that he maybe shouldn't have. But yep. uh, so there's just a lot of similarities just, between the just two. Just a matter of you know knowing exactly when to get down and when to go for it. Right? Yeah. Uh, at the particular play where he had a shoulder injury, that was like it was yeah. a somewhat inconsequential time yeah, to it, just put your head down and go for it. Yeah, uh, and it didn't even look like he was. It looked like he was trying to get down or something, yeah. but like his arm just kind of got caught behind him or something. Yeah, he's probably not used to sliding. It's a new technique he's going to have to learn. Yeah. All right. So for some superlatives, uh, so far, first quarter of the season, we're going to hand out some awards. Uh, to some of uh, in some designated categories here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, first up, the most surprising player. I Go think coming into this season, um, we didn't really have a solid running back because we knew JT was up in the air. Um, and I think Zach Moss I think I know where you're going. has been very, very yeah. reliable for us. He's had two really big games, and the games that he hasn't had big games in, he's still put up yards. He's still gotten crucial yards. And he's like, we haven't had a running back in a while that puts their head down, runs, and can get yeah. yards after contact. Right. And that's the way I like, like, I don't run that way, but that's the way I like to see people run, yeah. especially on the Colts. I feel like we have a very physical O-line yep. that needs a physical running back rather than a I need space. I need a gap type of because our O line isn't the greatest, and I think eh, it's gotten a lot better. I, I will say that much. From last year, it's gotten a lot better, and but we may talk about that in the regular I, episode. I think too. that our O line doesn't 
create enough space for a running back like for example jt to have the space he needs to get in not saying jt can't break tackles yeah, he's got lots of yards after but contact Zach but yep. moss is mm-hmm. that's a, that's his game he, he like he, he will choose to run you over rather than try to run around yeah you. i don't know if you remember uh back in the day with chris berman at espn mm-hmm. you know and like the way zach moss runs reminds me of you know when uh, Chris Berman would go, you know, you remember <laughs> yeah. this? Yep. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, my most surprising player, I'm going to go, maybe unexpected here, Will Fries. Okay. Um, and I'm going to combine that with Wesley French. Okay, so right. the French fries a, combo. Well, yeah, fr- we got to bring French fries back. Uh, even though Ryan Kelly's back because uh, but uh, mostly Will Fries because we what was our weakest spot last year right guard well just O-line in general well yeah a ton of problems yeah. but yeah and then there was a biggest big question mark coming in with right guard because you got Braden Smith on the outside you got Ryman who did good as a rookie who you know seemed to be looking really good you know heading into his sophomore year like you got Ryan Kelly and uh, and uh, Nelson and everything looks good except you've got a big question at right guard. You got like mm-hmm. this second year guy who hasn't seen. He's did they didn't have success last year. He was the different person last year to begin with. So okay, he has been playing lights out, pushing people around. Pulling into different places, picking up stunts, doing everything you want to see. He's. It seems like he is now part of the unit, right? Yeah. Not just like sticking out uh, as like, you know, you got the O line and Will Fries, but he is just one of the unit now, which mm-hmm. is great to see yeah. those guys work together. Yeah, I so, agree. Uh, comeback player. Comeback player. Poof. Um, there's not a whole bunch of players are like oh come back although one that got injured last season in training camp that I was really excited about Drew Ogletree alright he had ACL injury I, I figured you might pick him up I relate to that mm-hmm. uh, he's just been a phenomenal tight end for us um, he's been on fantasy charts quite often normally we don't have like normally it's like okay they're from the Colts and I don't know if I'm going to pick them on fantasy. Right. Now yep. it's like, okay, they're from the Colts. I think I'm going yep. to pick them. Yep. AR is reliable. All of our guys are reliable for good fantasy points. But that's besides the point. Um, Drew has been, in my opinion, kind of clutch. He's been where he needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, that touchdown that he scored was perfect. He executed that perfect. Faked a block, went out, yep. completely wide open. Yep. Uh, he, I think... He, I don't know exactly if this is true, but I think he's pretty football smart, and he knows what to do and when. Tight ends are really about finding that space in zones and things like that. He does a really good at finding space. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You're a comeback player. Um, Well, see, that was my number one thought process, um, but, okay, I'm going to say Shaq. Okay. I mean, because of all of the history that we know now of what he went through 
what he had to overcome, what he was going through while he was playing. Since 2018, he's had this nerve issue uh, in his leg. And so, you know, ever since then, he's playing, he's been playing sometimes not even feeling his leg throughout that time. Mm -hmm. And so to undergo uh, the first surgery uh, over, not this past, but the previous offseason, and then uh, to kind of go through the time, what it takes to get back and then be back and then get concussed and then be back and then it still wasn't feeling right to make a commitment to another surgery and all the work, you know, you know what it's like. You have a surgery. It's not just the surgery. It's the everything comeback, afterwards. Right? You have to do everything to come back. And that's both mm-hmm. physically and mentally to make sure that you can get back. And what he's had to do uh, to be a cheerleader, you know what that's like. To be yep. You can't do anything but be on the sideline. Uh, to be a cheerleader, to be there for his team, to be an encouragement knowing he can't physically be there. And then to be back, even though he's, you know, got, uh, what is it? It's an ankle. He's got something else going on. Mm-hmm. But knowing he's got something else going But, like, the fact all that he went through to get back, that's mm-hmm. uh, that's what it's all about. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got a few of them. Best rookie. Um, AR has been phenomenal, but I'm not going to go Josh Downs. Uh, we've been saying all year, Josh, first downs. He always finds a way to somehow get almost to the first down or at the first down. And he's just been a kind of a very reliable source for our balls to go. Um, just being able to like, okay, uh, my read's not there. Where's Josh Downs? There he is. I'm going to hit him because he's always in the open space. Always. Yeah. Uh, even if he's not open, he's always open. Yeah. Because of his route running, because of his hands, yeah. and because of his body position. He's so many things. definitely one of those guys where you can throw him open and he will get the ball. Yeah. Uh, even in double coverage this past week, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, one in front, one behind, didn't matter. He's going to get the ball. Yeah. Um, now, I would... I, was, I try to differ. I try to give somebody else here. I think Anthony Richardson is great. We've seen some stuff. We I don't know that we've seen enough. And so I got to give it to Downs. I think he's yeah. been great. Uh, you know, I'd love to give it to Mallory for that one good game that we got to witness in person. Mm-hmm. Um, but One good um, game isn't enough out of right. five. And, you know, I'm trying to think, you know, uh, Blake Freeland stepped in when Ryman was out. And he did great, but still only one game. Um, so I, I think uh, I, I think it's got to go to Downs. Yeah. Uh, but then with the entire team, just within the first quarter of the season, who is your MVP, most valuable player? They could not be the same without this person, regardless of whether it's a quarterback or a receiver, something flashy. Mm-hmm. We go with the true MVP, not just the quarterback. Yes. So who is your MVP? I have three people. Oh, come I'm on. I'm not doing three. I'm picking one. Oh, I have right. three You're going to mention. Okay. Got it. One of them was Zach Moss. You're going to steal some of my thunder here, but that's fine. One of them was Zach Moss. Okay. He's my most surprising, so I'm not putting him at MVP. Although he was really good. He, they Colts wouldn't be the same without him. I, I I would think as a running back, you would like throw the running back in there. As yeah. Many times Gar- as Gardner Minshew is another option for yeah. me. He's yeah. not who I'm going with either because he's been the reliable source at quarterback whenever yeah. AR has been a little fluctuating. Mm-hmm. My overall MVP. Mm-hmm. Mr. Leading Tackler of the League with 69 tackles, 
Zaire Franklin. The defense would not be the same without him. All right. Emphatically pounding the table yes. for the Zaire yes. here. Franklin. Get me on that Franklin Drafted train. in the seventh round. He was a special teamer for a long time until Shaq was out last year. He finally got his opportunity. What a story. Get me on the Franklin train. What a story. Um, okay. Um, I am with you in all of those categories. Um, I wish I had a tight end to highlight. But I don't. All of them have been pretty good All at different times. All of them have been good, but there's not been one standout. Yes. Um, I wish that our I wish that it could be Juju, but we haven't seen enough, and he got burned a few times. But you know, um, that, that happens to everyone. It happens to everybody. It's gonna happen. Um, and he's still a rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to give it to our guy Grant Stewart just because he's <laughs> just because he, the main he, and how he, aggressive he is oh my goodness he plays like his hair is on fire but it kind of does look like it's on fire which is even awesome mm-hmm. more awesome uh, I, I, I I don't know how you don't give it to Zaire yeah he is absolutely everywhere um, the only other thing I would say like you would be Gardner Minshew but I think this is really going to be the test stretch here he's going to play at least one probably at least at least two games for sure uh, and so this is going to especially if uh, AR goes on IR then you're going to have this test stretch where you're really going to see the if he really is the MVP. So maybe after this quarter of the season, maybe he will become mm-hmm. the MVP. Yeah. He's really close. Yeah. I'm not ready to give it to him just yet. And another honorable mention, just real quick, to Forrest Buckner, because everything starts in the trenches. Right. And he's been an absolute menace. In yeah. Speed, not just Speed's been really good, too, mm-hmm. though, with not only in the run game, but also in the coverage game, which yeah. is really cool. Yes. Yeah. He has been very uh, good. I might be talking about, we might talk about him a little bit in the <laughs> next episode as well. All right. Uh, anything anything bad, anything concerning? What are the concerns that you have f- so far? Really, my only concern, because the other two games we just weren't able to close out. Um, really, my only concern here is AR being injured so much. I talked about it. Our line looks good. I guess our pass coverage is a little shaky. But since our run game, run coverage is so good mm-hmm. that... I think it's, it allows us to have a little bit more breathing room. And knowing our secondary, it isn't the greatest. And I think that a lot of people would say that as well. It's young, uh, Kenny Moore being the veteran, and even he has more years on him, like more years left to go yeah. than a lot of veterans do. Um, so I think our secondary is a little shaky, but like I said, we have that breathing room with our run game being so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so really only AR... Because right. I feel like Pierce hasn't had those big balls, but like he's had some things where he's like been open and been able to grab the ball. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna piggyback on what you mentioned with the pass coverage. Uh, we have allowed a hundred re- yard receiver, uh, I think, in every single game that we've played. Yep. Understandable. We're young. Understandable. We're young, and as long as we continue to 
make teams one-dimensional by, you know, allowing only 53 yards to Derrick Henry type of running backs, then it gives it allows us some flexibility. But, man, if you can make them one-dimensional and still rock that second dimension really well, now we're talking. Yeah. You know, now we're talking shutdown. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also will double down on, on saying we need more explosive uh, passing plays on offense. I agree. And uh, there have been chances, there have been balls thrown that um, weren't throw, thrown accurately or weren't caught. Um, there have been opportunities that, that just maybe just didn't get to that read or didn't see it, uh, whatever it might be. They're, they're, they're there. They're there. We're just not taking it, right, yeah. uh, for whatever reason. So um, passing on both sides of the ball would be my mm-hmm. uh, concern. Yeah. What what's a, what's a really good thing? What are some um, good things? I love how Zaire Franklin's leading the league. Hasn't dropped out of the lead. lead. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like like I said, uh, our run game has been phenomenal. Like, really, really good run yep. game. Um, on both sides of the ball. Uh, I've been really proud of both of our lines uh, for, I mean, I think I knew, we knew our defensive line was top, top notch. But our offensive line was a little shaky coming in. We didn't know. But they've really impressed me and I think you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I mean, Zach Moss has just been so good. Like, really good. Like, top rusher good. Yep. So, yep. I think, like you said, both pass games on the bat, I think both run games are have been phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, I am uh, going to take a little bit of a left turn. And I told you, as I get older and wiser, a lot of this stuff comes down to coaching. And so I'm going to give it to uh, not only Shane Steichen, but I'm also going to give it uh, this uh, as well to um, Gus Bradley on the defensive side. He's done some uncharacteristic things, especially seems like in the games that we, the Colts have won, not just uh, where he is doing some different um blitzing like he he blitzed more than he's done in several years against the Ravens um but then the offensive mind tongue in cheek way uh smirk on his face way that uh Shane Steichen runs things is just got a swagger to it you know yeah, yeah. like He's like, I think I know better than you. I'm just going to show you that I do, right? Mm-hmm. And it like with the little exchange with uh, in the Jim Harbaugh Ravens game where he tried to call, you know, get him to call two timeouts, and then they delayed their uh, guy transitioning in because it led to the delay of game. It's like it truly is like watching coaches chess games, right? Yeah, and uh, the. Um, the plays that they're drawing up, the uh, motion that they're doing, the way they're executing the schemes um, is is just phenomenal, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, um, you know, because let's be honest, for a losing team that the Colts were, they didn't have as much turnover of players that you might think. And so if you have all the same players, but it, it looks and feels different. I was got to say something. That comes down to coaching. 
right? Yeah. Uh, because the players are the same. It's just what you can get out of your players, and that's all coaching. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, anything you want to change? Anything um, you want to see changed? Just AR protecting myself more. Uh, there's not, I don't know if there's much we can do against the with the pass coverage, considering we're young. So just AR protecting himself more. Gotcha. Um, I I think that the pass coverage we can do. I think I want to I want us to safely be able to take our shots down the field on offense. Um, but then I think that our DB room needs to take a little lesson from the offensive line. And okay. as much time as they may spend off the field together, uh, going bowling, going out to eat, you know, uh, you know, whatever it is that they're doing things together more off the field, so they understand one another. Because so much of that uh, that DB area is kind of understanding the spacing of where you're going to be and who's going to pick up where in his own coverage and who's got who in a man coverage and how yeah. the safety is going to help or not help or be in the run and i got to lock this guy. You have to have those kind of unspoken things, even more so, completely spread out as opposed to the offensive line just all right there, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of what I would be looking at. Yeah. All right. Time to go through the rest of the schedule game by game real quick and uh, get a maybe new wins and loss record based on what we've seen thus far. Mm -hmm. Um, First up, this next week, at the Jags. Uh, I think this will be a really close game. I think they beat us in Indy. I think we're going to beat them. I think Colts are going to get it done in Jacksonville. I think it's going to be the first time in a while that we're going to get it done. All right. Uh, I think it's a loss simply because, although we'll talk about next episode, why this might be a really, really unique opportunity for them. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Browns, real quick. Uh, I think the Browns have been playing really well. I think that's a loss for us. All right. Uh, Deshaun is back. Their defense is tough. Oh, yeah. Even though it's a home, I'm going to say loss on that one. Okay. Uh, Saints? Against Saints, they played really well against the Patriots. Or the Patriots played really bad. Don't know exactly how that worked. <laughs> um, but I think it's going to be a really tight game. I think they have really good wide receivers and we don't have enough defensive backs to cover all of them so I think okay. we're going to end up losing that all in right. the pass game uh, I was real close on the Browns game so I'm going to say we win the Saints game okay. that's how that goes at the Panthers uh, Darth Vader uh, don't know if we're going to have the AR uh, Bryce Young thing uh, but the Panthers just look like a mess so. Yeah, I, I agree with you. The Panthers look like a mess. Uh, I think we're going to come out on top against our favor. Uh, the Patriots in Germany. Uh, simple way to put this. Patriots have looked like they don't know what they're doing. They look like they're in a peewee league. Uh, so the Colts are going to get that one. They'll probably look like a peewee league uh, in Germany, too. Um, I agree. Uh, this is definitely not the uh, Patriots uh, Colts like it used to be. Um, then we got... We got the bye week. Mm-hmm. Then after that, we have the Bucks. Bucks at home. Bucks are looking surpri- surprisingly good. Yep. Um, but it's at home, so I'm going to go with a home win uh, the week after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I feel like we're going to do a really good job that game of uh, securing things after the bye, so I think we'll win. Right, uh, coming off the bye week too. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, then um, 
another another divisional game finally since we're all front loaded on divisional games uh, we go mm-hmm. to Tennessee to play the Titans um, I think if we can stop Derrick Henry it's a win I think Zaire is going to stop him again alright so I think it's a win for us uh, divisional games are tough even more so on the road um, and Mike, I, think it's a, I think it's a loss I think yeah. it's a loss okay. it's, co- it's going to be close but I think it's a loss there mm-hmm. Uh, next one at in Cincinnati in that weird stadium. <laughs> yes, I remember that. Uh, go back and check out. I forget what episode that was. Uh, but Bermuda Triangle, yeah, you had NFL a, stadiums, yeah, whatever, back, whatever it was. Backed by fact with all the stuff that happens, the weird stuff that happens yep. uh, there. Uh, well, uh, the it's the Bengals have looked a little weird. Yeah, they have. Um, but I think they're coming into their own, and they, they look. They look like they're getting themselves again. Yeah, and it's there, so I've got a loss here. Yeah, um, I think I've got a loss as well, um, just because the Bengals look like they're trying. They're they're getting back to their rhythm. Yeah, uh, Steelers at home. We had the same thing on Monday night last year. It didn't go so well. What you got this year? I think we're gonna redeem ourselves. We look a lot better than last year. I think we got this handled. They look not nearly as good as last year either, and so mm-hmm. uh, and very up and down, and so I've got uh, that as a win as well at home. Yep. Uh, next up, Falcons. Falcons? I don't know. I mean, they're, I'm, they're I'm a sure fluctuating that, team as well. I'm sure there's people in in Atlanta or uh, in maybe like New York, like we're in Texas and fans of the Colts. Maybe uh, there's people in New York that are Atlanta fans. I don't know. And yeah. they're th- probably thinking the same thing about us. They're probably thinking, oh, yeah, the Colts, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say we get it. I, I don't think they look up to par quite. And uh, uh, so I think we get it. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with you there. I think their their main offensive threat is Bijan Robinson, who yeah. is a running back. We do really good against Although running backs. London's pretty good too. London is pretty good, and but Pitts, we do. They should be yeah. using him, but um, but I think Bijan is their main target. We do good against running backs, so that that's where I am with that. Next up against the Raiders. Raiders at home. I feel like this is like three years in a row that we've played the Raiders, the second yeah. to the last game. Maybe it's just going to be a new staple in the cold schedule. I mean, what? Two years ago, it was like Raiders and then the it Jags. Was the, and, it was and, the battle of the 28s. Yeah, like, oh my goodness. Uh, wouldn't be that this year. No, uh, just the Jacobs eight. changed his number. Yeah. Uh, I am going to say it's at home. Raiders don't – Raiders, again, look just uh, – in complete disarray uh, organizationally. So I'm going to say that's a win for yeah. the Colts. I completely agree with you there. The uh, Raiders aren't looking like themselves. So I think uh, Colts will get a W there. And then we close out the season. Uh, Houston at home. Um, I do not think we're, we didn't lose in Houston. I don't think we're going to lose against Houston unless they, they put something magical together. Yeah, and we'll have to see how well they do the rest of the season. This could mean something big, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, it could be a, a uh, could be a fight for a playoff spot. It could be a fight for the division. 
depending on what happens. So, uh, but I think it is uh, for sure a dub there as well. Yeah. All right, let's count this up. Um, I got one, two, three, four losses the rest of the way. Uh, so I counted up the wins. Oh, okay. Uh, that would put me at. 11 wins and however many losses so six losses All right. 11 and six that yeah. sounds like a playoff record <laughs> i believe i am the exact same thing 11 and six uh we sliced it up differently um but uh there you go yeah and now we need to close off with the second team other team uh and because we haven't done this this far this yet and but welcome to the niners neighborhood yeah, welcome to the Niners neighborhood. First time this season, and we haven't really talked to them about them a whole lot. But I mean, they're doing real good. There's either a lot to talk about or a lot not to talk about because, like, they just no keep, matter how you put it, it's they just keep hauling it off. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, Niners and Cowboys are supposed to be the game of the year, right? I said it was going to be the game of the year. Forty-two ten. Forty-two to ten. Yep. Yep. My goodness. Brock Purdy is like, hey, Dak. Hey, son. How you doing? I'll be your daddy. Um, so uh, my question is, what makes what makes the Niners so special? Um, I think there is a lot of talent on the Niners. A lot of really good players. Yeah. But I think it, it comes down to the coaching. Mm. Kyle Shanahan is very smart. I have taught you well. And um, he knows what to do situationally. He's very high IQ whenever it comes to football. He knows that if you do a lot of stuff, a lot of motion offense, defense is like, uh, okay, what's going on? And there's no way you can look at film and be like, okay, I know what the Niners are going to do this, but right. it doesn't matter what nope. they do pre-snap or what they look like pre-snap. Mm-hmm. They can do whatever they want out of that. Yep. And they have the talent to do whatever they want. Shifts, motion, how many how many like how many guys can legitimately actually quarterback like Debo, obviously Purdy, uh Husecheck, yeah. uh what? Um CMC, right? Yeah. That's four solid guys that can actually throw a pass. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And they all look entirely different. Yeah. And then they can get the ball entirely different. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe the best tight end in football all around right now. I do agree. Three touchdowns. Maybe even ever. May- maybe. It's, I, it's still young in his career. Everybody still wants early. to say everybody wants to say Gronk, but all Gronk did was catch touchdowns and catch passes. He was really it, good at he it. Though. Didn't, he <laughs> didn't block a ton. Yeah. Same kind of thing with Kelsey. The only other option that I would say all time better than Kittle would probably be Tony Gonzalez. Yeah. But, Although Antonio Gates is right up there too. Mm-hmm. Um, but not only the offense, mm. their defense is loaded with talented players. Oh. I don't think the defense, like last year, the defense was like, oh my goodness, the Niners defense. This year it's like, oh my goodness, the Niners offense is crazy because they're putting up all these points on these, <laughs> on these really good defenses like the Cowboys. The, but but if you if you look at it, they're winning by like 20 some points. They're differential. That doesn't just happen with your offense putting up oh, points. No. It starts th- with your defense. I think their defense is scarier 
and more stout this I year. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to do anything against the Niners' defense. I'd get the ball, get to the line of scrimmage, and just go down. Swarm. They just swarm everywhere. It's like you got like thrashing scarlet and gold everywhere. Yeah, and they know how to stop the run. Mm-hmm. They know how to stop the pass. Mm-hmm. They know how to do everything. They know how to take it away. They will. They literally own the offenses that they play against. It is quite insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think what makes them special, uh, it, to go back to the coaching aspect, is um, they they to the defense that they're playing, they make it look really really complicated, mm-hmm. right? Shifts, motions, right? Who's doing what? Where? Two motions in one play. Everybody all of a sudden is like it's an empty backfield and they bring it back. Whatever. Somebody else. You make it look really complicated. But actually, for your offense to run, it's really simple. Yeah. Right? It's all that, you know, it's an illusion, right? Mm-hmm. You're pulling a David Copperfield, but it's actually really simple when it break it down to, for your offense to run. Mm-hmm. So looks complicated, actually very simple, works really good with a rookie quarterback. Um, but, like, also, can we just talk about Brock Purdy? Is it the real deal? Oh, yeah. I was like, okay, it's Brock Purdy. He's in the system. Right. Brock Purdy is putting up numbers. You, the system doesn't allow you to not throw interceptions. Yeah. The system doesn't allow you to make perfect throws. The system doesn't allow you to have people think that you're an AI robot because <laughs> you're just so good to look off the safeties, to look, you know, to find the coverage, to find the third read, uh, to do all that. So. Yeah. Yeah. So the question is, when will the Niners lose at this point? At this point, I don't see that they do. It was a debate. It was the three best defenses in the league. Mm -hmm. Cleveland, Niners, and Dallas. Right. And they just smoked Dallas. Whoa. Okay. They didn't have have Trevon Diggs. Eagles. Ah, nah. Okay. The, the Niners are not letting them happen. See, here's that the thing. Happen the, here's the again. thing. People, nobody's, nobody wants to like throw their hands up and talk about. Everybody's talking about the Niners. Eagles are 5-0 and too. Yeah, but they've barely escaped. They barely escaped the Patriots. Does it matter? Yes. So win is a win, sir. Yeah, but if, whenever you think of it, in the grand scheme, you got to think of similar opponents, People you've played, and if you want to look at both schedules, All right. you play. They've both played the Rams. Yeah, similar. I get it. All you right. both. You. you played that one team played Dallas and the other didn't. One team smoked Dallas. One team played the Patriots and barely beat them. Okay, here's a question then: When you get to the playoffs, do you want to run with the team that's just like cruising along, blowing everybody out, or do you want to run with the team that? had a little bit of bumps in the road and still stuck it out and, you know, can get the brotherly shove in the end zone if they need to. I'm running with the team that's blowing everybody right. out because they're so talented. Right. Right. It's not just... There's... They're, like... I don't know how to explain it. It's like... The Niners are just... It's not a problem that they're blowing people out because they're just that good. Yeah. Like, everyone is involved. Everyone is doing what they need. Everyone is doing such a great job. And there's no 
There's no inconsistencies in Niners. Yeah. If someone, let's say George Kittle doesn't have a good game, Brandon, Ayuk, Debo Samuel, someone is having a really yeah. good game. There's always someone, one or two people with that breakout yeah. game. There's always someone on defense that comes up big. Is There's never like, oh, they had a bad defensive game or right. whatever. There's sometimes no, there's it's no Fred incons- Warner. Sometimes it's Lenore. Sometimes it's Greenlaw. There's gonna, yeah. no inconsistencies with the Niners, oh, which so, is, I think, yeah. That is what you, the key is to a really good football team. You want to limit the inconsistencies. I got you. I got you. All right. So as I look at the schedule, here are my four options for losses. Hear me out. I'm going to give you these three are for sure potential East Coast time zone problems. Okay. Yeah. That I think that's about the only thing. It didn't trip him up at, with the Steelers at the beginning of the season, but that was first game of the season, right? Yeah. So they got to go to Cleveland in the early window. They got to go to Jacksonville in the early window. And uh, they have to go to Washington. So, okay. uh, so you got you got uh, the Browns. Yeah. You got the Jaguars. Yeah. And you got the Commanders. Mm-hmm. Commanders, you might be like, yeah, it's still the Commanders of it's it's the second to last game of the season. You also got to think, do they even need it at that point? So yeah, maybe they rest. Maybe that's a loss uh, just because you know. Well, if that's the case, then I don't think that's a fair thing to say yeah, with the Niners. I get, it. I get it. If it starters against starters, the Commanders aren't going to be able to do anything because Sam Howell's just getting. I know. He has the he has the most sacks on him this season. I, I understand it. I understand, and that's not going to fly well with Nikki. Um, no. But here's my other thing is Philly. They got to go to to the Eagles. It's in the late window, so Mm it still fits within the West Coast time zone kind of thing for their early window. Or their, you know, what is their early uh, time zone? I I can see them losing that because, one, you have to travel to Philly. Philly's not a nice place to play in. Philly fans are crazy. Nope. Nope. Um, and they got some bad blood for sure after the oh, yeah. NFC Championship game and the elbow issues and stuff. Uh, and I, I think that there's definitely going to be some, with Brock being a young quarterback, there's definitely going to be some something going on mentally in his head whenever he goes back because it's the same place. They played in the same place. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I think it's a lot of, I think that game is more mentally Yep. Than physically going, if they if they have the mental part down, I don't see how they don't win that. Yeah, that's that's my thing on it. Well, uh, join us uh, later this week for our regular episode where we will recap the Titans game, look ahead to the game in Jacksonville, and make our weekly picks of six other games from around the league in our unstable pick six. Which now you can join in. Yes, so we now do that as an exclusive only uh, pick six episode, so check it's that out It's just become well. a staple of the unstable Yeah. Well, this is Liam. And this is Kevin. Reminding you to stay unstable.